Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's an awesome pleasure to be with you as we begin a new broadcast week here on Political Coffee. Yes, this is the show where you hopefully get something good out of Listening, maybe participating, which you can do if you pick up the phone and call 503-589-1220. Yes, that is the Power of Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Or shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Yes, my goal is for you to gain something useful listening to the show or participating that helps you change your world by having meaningful and persuasive conversations with persuadable people, not the crazy left or even the really crazy right. And there are some of those folks too. But the left, of course, runs Oregon. And as we get into day number five yesterday of the Republican walkout, Let me ask, because apparently the Democrats decided, hey, we're just going to work through the weekend. They worked yesterday, Sunday, except they couldn't work. Why? Because Republicans weren't there. Now, let me ask you this. Um, How do you think this is going to end up? And did you, over the weekend, did you have any conversations with anybody about Republicans walking out? And to tell me why. So, in other words, if you did have a conversation with somebody about Republicans having walked out, did the people that you have that conversation with have any understanding as to why? Now, I'll share with you a little bit about what happened to me over the weekend and how I was involved in some things quietly behind the scenes but apparently word has gotten out at least to some people about you know why this has happened but I'm just curious did any of you have meaningful conversation have any conversation with anybody about this over the weekend 503-589-1220 what was the main reasons that anybody speculated about why Republicans walked out 503-589-1220. It's the Power Buick GMC talk line. Uh, There's a great article also, and Ronnie, hang on, I'll get to you in just a second. A great article in the Oregon Catalyst about how $60 billion has fled or left liberal states to go to conservative states. This is a Wall Street Journal story Taxpayer Association of Oregon put this out. It's on Oregon Catalyst again. Looking at annual IRS data, the movement of adjusted gross income as it followed taxpayers. Eight states show 
that over $60 billion of gross income shifted from four liberal states to four conservative states. From California, from New York, from Illinois, from New Jersey. Guess where it went? Texas, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina. It's pretty stunning. 60 billion has a big impact. Then there's a second graphic here about how more Oregonians are dying than being born. Say, maybe that's why that southern border is open. And there's a couple of other cartoons about this little book written by Richard Scarry. It, it's a, it's a you, know, you know, like a kid's coloring book. It says, it's titled, Fleeing Portland. And then the Oregon Catalyst, you know, they're, their cartoon about Ted Wheeler looking over the city and saying, why is everybody leaving? You know, just because we defunded the cops. We started, stopped enforcing traffic laws. We stopped enforcing vandalism laws, trespassing laws. We boycotted Texas. We raised gas taxes, property taxes, landline phone taxes, personal income taxes, personal business or business income taxes, business license fees, CEO taxes. We abolished our police gun task force removed police from schools. We have the worst economic growth in Oregon. We have less population growth versus the state average, near zero population growth for families with kids. But hey, why is everybody leaving? Can't seem to figure it out. Isn't that interesting? There's more stuff that's come to light, by the way, about Shamia Fagan. Um, yeah. Folks, uh, if anybody needs to be investigated for actual violation of Oregon law, it's her. She needs to be prosecuted. Don't hold your breath. Boy, does she need it. Now, Lars, by the way, had a great piece. It is on Oregon Catalyst about lawmakers walked out to stand up for you. Now, he also, he joins together these two um, concepts of messaging. You know, the Republicans are saying, you know, you got, you can't be a PhD to read a bill summary. Because that's what it takes. And Lars talks about that. And then he talks about the reproductive health care. And he he quotes, when critics ask a capital lawyer, quote, would this let a 10-year-old girl get an abortion without her parents' permission or knowledge, unquote? That was Tim Kinnope, by the way. Kudos to him for that. And the lawyer said, quote, unquote, yes, even the Democrat sponsors of this monstrosity gasp. They didn't know. Now, again, why isn't this the only thing Republicans are saying? What Lars just articulated actually happened in this hearing. Democrat sponsors gasp. They didn't know. Which says a lot of things, doesn't it? 
at any rate, I will tell you a story, but first, uh, about this whole thing over the weekend, and there's more, there's lots going on. Oh, and by the way, um, the Epoch Times has a lead story about Oregon senators walk out over contentious abortion, gender transition, and gun-related bills. Well, at least that headline gets you a little bit closer. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Yeah, I watched that video, my brother. It was atrocious. Which video? Let me say this also. Which, which Gender, video are you talking genital about? Genital mutilation. You got me? Yeah, but which which video are you talking about? The one that they had the hearing when Knope asked a question. Okay. Where the means a kid can have an abortion at 10 years old. Okay, to me that's insulting. I got a godson that's 10 years old in a valley somewhere. And somebody can come up to him and groom that person. Thank God he's smart, knows not to trust. Uh, or whether it's a counselor, whether it's like what we've seen in Portland where you had people at various nonprofit facilities that's supposed to be outreach or community centers or some of the ones in downtown Salem that enable some of this drug used by teenagers in, in, the, in Polk and Marion County. And in the process, don't want to hold no account, don't want to tell the parents. Make the parents pay after the fact that uh, 32, you know, 2673 or whatever that bill is that reinforces House Bill 2002 Alpha is ridiculous. And let me say this, the Republican Party really keep a backbone they better stay out. They need to go through and get a lawsuit on Shemaya Fagan, who was acting most likely without profit. Uh, we, you have to give a small kudos to your governor, the unused feminine napkin, is that uh, <laughs> she gave back $68,000 of the Lamoto money. But you know what's funny? What about that FTX money she got for over half a million dollars, the Democrats in the state? Well, you know, it's interesting to bring that I up, the Democratic Party you know give me why? reparations, because not the government. Apparently, that apparently that Secretary of State's or uh, that investigation, which is both DOJ and Secretary of State, apparently that investigation from FTX, the Democrats getting mm. all that money. I guess it's been put on pause. They've stopped mm. it for the moment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The last thing I will say, my brother, is that uh, I've talked to some people, and they they said that they need to keep a backbone. They need to heck with the ten day no excuse, sue their butts, because what they're doing. If you're a senator of any of the red areas of the state, or even mixed blue of Republicans, no matter where you're at, or even over on the coast, they just got elected. You represent them, and if they people want you to stand up by walking out, that's their right. Not the the high power, the high populated counties that voted for measure a defective measure one thirteen, and undermines the smaller counties and more. So we got to take that consideration. That's mob mentality. That is a bicameral trap that's going to basically make our voices worth nothing. And what they have is that conservation plan. If you live in over in Central Oregon, they'll be having a meeting next month. You better tell them people to leave my woods alone, get our production back up instead of wasting my wood for six hundred thousand acres of fires 
that's going to hurt good trees that you could harvest. And when the peak is 43 to 47 years, carbon sequestration based on their charts, 40 years is perfect. 70 years is asking for California disasters. 20, so you're 20 yeah, years later. It is. You're right on the money. Folks, Ronnie, thanks. What he is alluding to is this thing. Ha while we're all focused on Republicans walking out, there's this habitat conservation plan from the Board of Forestry stacked with a bunch of leftists now that is going to stop basically over 50% of all logging on public lands in Oregon. That's exactly what Ronnie's talking about. All of this other stuff's going on. That's going on. The left never gives up. Got a text message, Anne Marie said, I posted on Facebook prior to the Senate Republicans walking out. Not even one response. It was disappointing. Then over the weekend, I spoke personally with several people about why. I had to explain the extent of the bill thoroughly to even keep their attention. But they are now aware and telling others. Hopefully, it'll matter. Yes, Anne-Marie, I hope it does. And kudos to you and others for doing this. And when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll talk with Art, and then I'll tell you a story about a phone call I got driving home from Washington State yesterday, where I was over the weekend celebrating my stepson's 45th birthday by playing golf with him. It was fun. This story is pretty amazing. It gives me hope, and it ought to give you hope. Back in a moment. 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back. Great to be with you. It is the beginning of a new week here on Political Coffee. So did you have <clears throat> any conversations with anyone over the weekend about Republicans in the Senate, Oregon Republicans in the Senate, walking out and why they walked out. Does anybody understand? I'm just curious. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Want to thank Power Honda for being one of our sponsors. Uh, they are power, part of rather the Power Auto Group that is, you know, one of the great sponsors, longtime sponsors of this radio station and certainly this call-in talk line. But also, Power Honda specifically helps sponsor this show, and we're grateful for that. So, you know what? If you're thinking about any kind of a pre-owned certified vehicle or a brand new Honda. It's worth your time to go check out their website, see what they've got in inventory. 
That's MyPowerHonda.com. It's all one word, MyPowerHonda.com. Or just head on down the freeway down to Albany and get off at the south end, get off the freeway at the south end of the Albany Airport and go east towards Bend. And there on your right, Power Honda, MyPowerHonda.com. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Morning, Jeff. Glad to hear you had a nice weekend up in Washington. Playing yeah, golf. I, I don't play much I golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I not. Uh, however, I do love miniature golf and uh, quite often beat the grandkids, even though I can't see a damn thing. Um, so, my comment is this, Jeff. Do you remember recently we had an election here and we defeated uh, George Soros backed? Uh, candidate for, and I forget what the lady's name here, uh, you know, in the city of Salem, and you, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. I do believe. You remember? You're, you're uh, talking ab- about the DA here, Paige Clarkson, right? Who was right. running against the Soros funded hey, That's it. Guy. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we need to do, Jeff. As far as Shamia Fagan is concerned, Shamia Fagan is guilty of either uh, official misconduct in the first, second, or third degree. There is no doubt about that. The thing she did, she benefited from, and that's not supposed to occur. So we need to get a hold of the DA, all of us, and make sure she is prosecuted for violating state law. And she suffers the consequences. And I know I sent you all the information one time about official misconduct in the first, second, and third degree, and we kind of had discussions about it. But this is what needs to happen. We need to all gather up. We need to file an official misconduct complaint, and Shamia needs to have her rear end prosecuted. So should I, I look? I completely agree, and I do think it's an excellent idea. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do: find that stuff and resend it to me, because I don't. I mean, that was some time ago, if I remember right, and I cannot go back through months and months and months of emails. To, to find it, Art. So if you send it to me, what I'll do is I'll put it in a separate file in my email, okay? Well, all you have to do is Google state law and and put in official misconduct, and it'll give you all the information you need concerning that. Okay. I mean, Uh, I, I, I mean, that would be quicker because... You know, going back, again, going back in all the emails and stuff like that and digging it up, I mean, it's state law, the official misconduct laws. And so if you Google it, uh, it should pop right up for you uh, the three different types, first, second, and third degree. Okay, I see it here under Oregon Public Law. I just did it. Thank you. There's first and second degree. Thanks, Art. I do appreciate that. Uh, You're right. This is one of the ways that we need to be putting pressure on, and not just Shamia Fagan, folks. 
This goes I mean, for all government, Jeff. Absolutely. They, they're supposed to comply with school boards. And if they don't, they need to be prosecuted. Period. I completely agree. Art, thanks. Love you, man. Okay, thanks for reminding about that. Bye-bye. I'll get that up, and um, it's under Oregon laws. I will get that up, and we'll put that on the show plan. That's a great suggestion. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. So here's what happened to me over the weekend. Friday night, on my way out of town, I, I went to go hang out uh, with an incredibly uh, dynamic uh, worship team and worship night that happens the first Friday night of every month in a Russian-speaking church in Portland. Now, they speak English and Russian both. It's made up of primarily Ukrainians and others. A lot of Ukrainian refugee families that have come into that church to fill it up because about half of that church had left to leave Portland, to leave Oregon, because it reminded them too much of the Soviet Union. They left to go to other states. But they have this incredible worship night. And prior to it, I had a conversation with the pastor who was completely unaware of House Bill 2002B. He had me speak to the church. I'll tell you what is the fruit of that. And another story. As I was driving home, I got a phone call from a friend. This is encouraging. Back in a moment at 6.30, don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes before the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I'll tell you my story in a moment. Also, you want to send me an email... Did you have any conversations with anybody over the weekend about why Senate Republicans in Oregon walked out? It's made national news. I checked out the Epoch Times story about it. And it mostly centers on, again, this inside baseball baseball argument that Democrats aren't being constitutional. They're not writing bill summaries in plain language like the Oregon law says. And they're right to point that out. But that ain't what's going to build massive support to stop this egregious bill. Nobody's talking about 10-year-olds getting abortions or 10-year-olds getting transgender treatment, which they can do under this bill. You want to get people fired up, you talk about that. So I'm just curious, did you have any conversations with anybody about it over the weekend? Did they know? I'm just curious. So let me remind you, uh, apparently we're going to have some really hot days coming, like 
the end of this week, 90, 91, which is not good for my grass seed crops. But it's coming. And that means this. If your air conditioning system just isn't keeping up, your HVAC system, your heat pump, then you need to call Freedom Heating and Air and do it now. So they can get out and get it fixed before you suffer. What's the point of doing that? Don't procrastinate. Call. Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out to your place right away. Get it fixed. Get ahead of the hot curve that's coming. 503-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedom Heating and Air. Net. So over the weekend, I had gone to this uh, on my way to Pasco. I had gone to, as, as I like to do on the first Friday night of every month, go to an incredible worship night with an amazing worship team in this Ukrainian church up in, in Portland. And the pastor and I had a conversation about this bill, House Bill 2002B, he had no idea. Neither apparently did my own pastor down here in Harrisburg. And neither apparently did several other pastors. Now, some people have been trying to get the word out amongst pastors. Now, I don't know if there's a, I assume there's some kind of a ministerial association in um, in Oregon. I know there is in certain cities. I know Salem has one. I don't know that anybody was communicating with pastors about this or priests or rabbis, for that matter, imams, about this, this bill. And what it does. Apparently, there wasn't much going on. Now, there are individual members of these churches, yes, that were talking to their pastors. So, what I did after talking, and I, and I, the Ukrainian pastor, Pastor Vasily, had me address the group, uh, the church, on on Friday night, Friday night worship. It was a couple of hours worth of incredible praise and worship, as I said. And I, and I shared this story, and nobody knew anything about it. So the pastor asked me to put together what they could do, to write a script, how do they get in touch with their senators, uh, and the actual talking points that, rightly, the Senate Republicans had put together very good talking points. Unfortunately, they're not using it. Some individual mem members are in Senator Linthicum, and Senator Thatcher are quoted here in this Epoch Times story. But I, I got to tell you, I am continually stunned by the number of people who don't know about this bill. Now, Lars Larson articulated this hearing, and it was in the Ways and Means Committee, when Tim Canope, and, and this is what Ronnie alluded to this video that he watched 
Tim Knope asked that question. Could girls as young as 10 years of age? Because the law says, or the, the proposed bill says, at any age. So he asked a question about the 10-year-old. And Lars put it out there. Nobody else is talking about this. Except us and Lars and a few others. Now, here's the good news. People are waking up. I put together Sunday or Saturday morning, took me several hours, an email with all of the language that you could use as a script and the reference points, including these great talking points that Senate Republicans put together but didn't use and aren't using, sadly. To any great degree, it should be the only thing they're talking about, period. And, and everything else, every day they're writing news stories about this. If that's all Republicans kept saying, it's the only thing that Republicans would be putting out there. And it's the only thing the news media could literally report on. And it's impossible for the Democrats. What's the Democrat response going to be? Think about that. Well, yeah, we are. We are allowing 10-year-olds to get abortions and transgender surgeries. They're not going to say that. They're going to try to deflect just like they are now. Well, this is about Roe versus Wade. No, it isn't. It's about your radical leftist agenda, allowing 10-year-olds to get abortions. That's what this is about. So let me tell you the positive story. I'm driving home yesterday from Pasco. Got a phone call from a friend of mine who works in the fire service. He goes to a very large, formerly Baptist church in Eugene. I mean, we're talking two services of 700 people. And their pastor took this issue on. Now this is Eugene, so he's very careful about advocating, but he talked about the bill. He talked about 10 year olds getting abortions. My pastor talked about it because I sent my pastor the same stuff. And they got some stuff off of Oregon Right to Life's website, good for them. And they talked about it. The Ukrainian pastor talked about it. But this church in Eugene talked about it, two services, and probably around 1,400 people learned about it. And what he told me was this. He was looking, and Tim, hang on, I'll get to you in a second here. I want to finish this story. This is why you should have hope. He was looking, my friend who went to church there was looking at the faces of people who are Baptists. They don't clap. They're not emotional in church. When the pastor was done talking about, he said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call my senator tomorrow and tell him not to vote for this. When the pastor finished, people started clapping. Large numbers of people in that church. And he said he was looking at the faces of astonished churchgoers who had no clue about this bill. People are waking up. This is your opportunity to wake up people in your world. Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Jim. I have a couple of questions. First, you wanted to know if I talked to anyone, or we talked to anyone, and I did. I did Saturday and Sunday, and they didn't know what was going on. 
they knew the Republicans walked out, but they didn't know why. Okay. Not enough to be able to explain it. Okay. What does the Republican Party want to accomplish by walking out? And then uh, how many Republicans didn't walk out? So I'll answer the first one first. The, the, your second question first. Two Republicans have remained behind every day. Now, they can have three because one Democrat senator has been out with a serious heart problem. Senator Gorsuch out in the Gresham area. I have heard through the grapevine that he is going to be coming back in. Okay. And so the Republicans are being on the safe side and they are not allowing three people, three Republican senators to be on the floor. So one of them is Dick Anderson, who's a very moderate Republican out of uh, Lincoln County. He was the first one. And, and Tim, I will get to your, your first question. What's the Oregon Republican Party doing about this? Well, apparently nothing. I haven't seen any communications. Have you all? Why they're not getting engaged is beyond me. Or maybe they don't want to. Maybe they're afraid to. Isn't that sad? Tim, with great questions. Thank you. Back in a moment. 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back at 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Um, Curtis, thanks for sending me the, the picture of House Bill 2002 be the facts. This is the great piece that the uh, Senate Republicans had put together that unfortunately is not the centerpiece of why they walked out, which it ought to be. Because there's a tweet here from some guy who says, or request that they show up and do their job. It's a leftist mantra. So if somebody says that to you, you should say, do their job, huh? And let the Democrats pass a bill that they can't stop, that the Republicans can't stop, that lets 10-year-olds have abortions? You think that's doing their job? You support 10-year-olds having abortions, sir? Do you? Do you support 10-year-old girls getting abortions who are illegal aliens paid for by us, the taxpayers? Do you support 10-year-olds having transgender surgery without their parents' knowledge or consent, sir? Do you think Republicans should show up and just let that happen by doing their job? You could shame somebody, and they ought to be shamed. Sorry if I get a little passionate. A state employee who shall never be named writes this in an email. Having an article in the Epoch Times is great, but most Oregonians probably don't go online and read the Epoch Times. You're right. 
Public outrage on the horrible details of House Bill 2002B will only occur if a large number of Oregonians learn the details of the bill. They will only hear about these details if local media and national media, including talk shows, describes the removal of parental rights and the horrendous outcomes on children and youth if this bill is passed. I lay the blame at the feet of the Senate Republicans for not vehemently opposing this bill. It has nothing to do with readability of bills. It has to do with the state's effort to remove parents' knowledge and rights and the criminal abuse of children. Yes! That's what Republicans ought to be saying. They're not. It's really sad. About the Republican walkout, Gary, I'll get to you in a second here. Hang on. Monday's program, Thomas Sowell, this is an email from Doug. Thomas Sowell once said, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. Walkouts are a trade-off. Three simple questions baffle the nanny state shrunken heads. When it comes to the infinite programs, they'd like to call solutions. The three questions status can never ask are, compared to what? At what cost? And what is the evidence? He goes on to describe other things that are important. Uh, Got an email from someone who apparently attends my friend Pastor Lou Wu-Tan's church, the River Church. Went to morning and evening services at the River Church where Pastor Lou suggested we all show our appreciation to our Republican reps for walking out by writing a simple note or email to them. Thank you for walking out. It may, may not make them popular, but they aren't there to be popular. Said they may wonder if they'll be reelected, but each needs to choose between right and wrong. Thanks for being there. That's actually Nancy. Also, write the Democrat Democrat reps. Don't get crazy. Be respectful, but say you don't approve of these bad bills they are pushing and approving. Thank you. And then, if the Republican Party isn't saying anything, what happened to the Greenpeace person who was supposed to get us organized? Did no one listen or didn't take it or did I hear you wrong? That person is Farrelly and she'll be joining us at the next, um, a week from today, the next Political Coffee Clutch. And speaking of Farrelly, let's go talk to uh, Gary. Gary, go Beebs. Yeah, go Doc. Hey, that's that's funny, uh, the Greenpeace person. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Republicans, all they got to say is, uh, eight-year-olds, girls having abortions is insanity, and I'm not supporting insanity. I'm too sane for that. Well, that's exactly what it is. It is insanity, and that's the point. Anybody who's defending what the Democrats are trying to do need to be asked that question. Young girls exactly. at any age, 10 years or even younger, who started their periods, and they've been impregnated. By the way, that's illegal. And that, do you think? Be, yeah, and so I mean, there, there is no defense for that, and no. it, it is it is pure insanity, and and the left has gone insane. I mean, they 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 can't even say what a, a man and a woman is. So why even treat them like they are sane? Because you're you're trying to negotiate with insane people, and that's that's an impossibility. Uh, so d- dismiss it. Uh, interestingly enough, when you talk about the church, 
Uh, I was talking with a gal yesterday who mentioned that her daughter was graduating college this week in political science, and I brought up uh, our Unify Oregon group, and she was very excited about it, and I mentioned the mandates and the, the VAX, and after the service was over, when we had a minute to talk, she talked about how she worked for the school district, and uh, she there's about a hundred of them working there, and she had uh, filed for a religious exemption, and she was the only one that got it. But you could see her in tears about talking about having to go through the harassment that she went through and having to wear a badge that she was unvaxxed and having to, you know, uh, be basically a leper for two years with these people. And all you, you could see the tears welling up from remembering all the, all the harassment that she went through uh, simply because she didn't want to get a shot in her arm. And uh, really appreciated what we were doing and uh, giving voice to the people that lost their jobs, uh, that uh, family and friends died or hospitalized, or even like Fairly had to spend two years being harassed by people simply because she refused to take a shot. Thanks for the story, Gary. I do appreciate that. It is true. And we, this issue's not going away. John writes a great email about conversations Good about up. the Senate walkout. Talking about gun bills and asking people at these gun shows to get active. He said he this weekend he was at gun shows and he said, I brought, brought up the walkout often. Many had no idea about House Bill 2002, so it was an eye-opener for them. One of the people there was an activist and asked if there's any upside to Republicans coming back. He said, it made me stop and think to consider the option. I'm still mulling it over to come up with a definitive answer. Of course, regarding politics, there may not ever be a definitive answer, but the fact the question itself is worth considering makes us think deeper about the overall long-term plan. Yes, if there is one. Rich writes an email. The only statement I got was it's about freaking time they walked out. On another matter, the Oath Keeper leaders gets 25 years for January 6th. So what will Shamia Fagan get? A pay raise and a new car? What is the long-term game plan? Well, the headline in the story, this is on Oregon Catalyst, the Oregon Capital Chronicle said, Canope said Republicans will be back to pass a budget and finish the session if Democrats forego about 20 bills. Yeah, it's ultimately the pressure on Republicans is going to be passing a budget. But so also with the Democrats. We're on this tomorrow.